Hey Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code All Things Buccaneers. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks. Welcome back, Bucks fans, to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's CJ, your co host. Follow me on Twitter at CoreyJ863. And Corey Hayes, your other co-host, follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. We have surpassed the halfway point of the season. It is week nine. This week, we have the Carolina Panthers on deck. We'll be traveling to Bank of America Stadium to take on the Carolina Panthers. Actually, I won't be traveling to the stadium, but Corey will actually be traveling to the stadium. So, Corey, give us the details about your trip to Carolina. I will be traveling to the stadium this weekend. Uh, five and a half hour drive from Norfolk to Charlotte. I'll be staying there for the weekend. Sunday morning, the Buckaholics in Carolina are linking up for a tailgate. If you're able to attend the tailgate and you're going to the game, make sure you stop by and say hello to all the Buckaholics out there. Looking forward to seeing my Bucks fans with all the red throughout the stadium on Sunday. For sure, that should be a good time. I definitely wish I could have attended this game, but I can't even attend the home games with my work schedule um, for for this semester. But it should be a good one. This uh, is a rivalry game, I consider, for the Buccaneers. The last four uh, meetings between the two teams, um, they're 2-2. and And only one game has been won by by double digits. It's normally a a single-digit, one-possession game between the Bucs and the Panthers. So... We should be in for a good one this upcoming Sunday. I have to agree. This Sunday is a rivalry game for us. It's a divisional opponent. So, in my opinion, all division games are rivalry games. So, like you said, majority of the time it comes down to one-score games. I have a feeling this game is also going to be a very close game. Same. I have that same feeling as well. Because both offenses can put up points uh, with the Carolina Panthers. They have a... Heavy run attack with uh, the play action and the playmaking ability of Cam Newton. And with our offense, we have we have the the passing attack with all of our pass catching weapons. And with Fitzpatrick playing that way that he has, expect us to, to light up their defense as well. So it should be a, a high scoring affair. It's, it definitely should be a high-scoring affair. Hopping right into our first topic of the podcast, the Panthers' offense. So the Panthers' offense is ranked 12th overall in the NFL. Cam Newton on the season has 1,646 yards. He has a completion percentage of 66.4. He has 13 passing touchdowns and four interceptions, and he also has four rushing touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey has 423 yards on the ground and one touchdown. He also has two receiving touchdowns on the season. 
Devin Funches has 401 yards and three touchdowns. Greg Olson, even though he's been plagued by injury this season, has 142 yards and two touchdowns. And DJ Moore, their speedy receiver, has 281 yards and one touchdown on the season. Yeah, with their offense, they are currently the the second best rushing offense in the league. Um, so they established the run, and it sets up their play action. It sets up Cam Newton with his legs to make plays on opposing defenses. So that is definitely something to, to watch out. He doesn't have a superstar receiver by any means on their roster, but he has guys that can make plays. He has guys that can be speedy. He got Funches, who's a huge receiver. He's about the size of a tight end. And it's as we've seen in the past playing this team, Cam will throw it up to him, especially if there's a smaller corner or DB guarding Funches or whoever their other tall receivers are. So the opportunities will be there for Cam to have a good day passing the football. But we want to make sure that we limit um, and contain him in this game. And then you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. He's their Swiss Army knife. So he's going to be able to line up at receiver. He's going to catch passes out the backfield. And he's also shown that he can run between the tackles. And that's evident because he has a 4.6 yards per carry average on the season. So we'll have our hands full uh, with this with this offense because they're going to present a lot of different looks that you don't see from many different teams in the league. They run a lot of they run a lot of uh, pass pass run option plays. They're going to RPO. They run a lot of RPO. RPO and. We're going to have to be ready for it. We're going to have to be prepared. Defense will have to be disciplined. I'm not looking for this defense to come out like last week where in the first half. So many offsides penalties. Offside penalties, undisciplined. So many uh, missed assignments. Not going to your gap assignment for the running plays. So hopefully they take what they did in the second half of that game and begin this game on Sunday with that same energy. I want that same energy that they left that game in in Cincinnati to start this game. If they can do that, we should be in great shape containing their offense. They're going to make plays because Cam Newton, he's uh, he, he looks like he's back in MVP form with the way that he's playing. So they're going to make their plays, but we have to contain them. We have to limit them on offense. Absolutely. And speaking on our defense, our defense did not rise or fall in their total defense. We are still 29 total defense in the NFL. Levante David on the season has 56 tackles. Our second leading tackler is our safety Justin Evans with 41 tackles who's come on very strong since last year. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul on the season has 25 tackles and 8 sacks. That boy right there is strong. He's going to get those 10 sacks and uh get the first to 10 sacks since I believe Simeon Rice. It's been quite some time. It's been over a decade, which is And Carlton Davis, Carlton Davis on the season has 20 tackles. Speaking on our defense, though, um, we have been injury plagued on defense. A good sign this week, though, is that Gerald McCoy and Vinny, Vinny Curry have both been back at practice. So that is a good sign. Gerald McCoy missed practice on Thursday, but it was non-injury related as he just had a baby. So congratulations to the McCoy family on the addition of their new baby. Um, 
Jason Pierre-Paul has been held out of practice just precautionary because, as you know, it takes a toll on your body playing all those games a year. So we need we need our leading rusher out there on Sunday, so we're going to give him some time off. Vita Vea was um, in an injury scare last Sunday. Apparently he had was feared to have a torn ACL. That was not to be the case, and he's been practicing fully this whole week. So look for Vita Vea. Yeah, so look for him. Look for him to start again if Gerald McCoy is limited in his minutes. So those are all promising signs right now with our defense. Um, one downside of our defense right now is MJ Stewart has a foot injury and looks to be out for a few weeks with that injury. Yeah, with that injury to him, uh, I saw that they um, got Javion Elliott. They promoted Javion Elliott. So Javion Elliott did come back up to the the fifty three man squad. So and I think I think he's a solid player. So and he knows this. Well, he should know the system. Uh, He's been around exactly. for two years between the practice squad and the 53-man, so he absolutely knows the system. So I'm definitely comfortable with him if he has to step in. Uh, we still have Brent Grimes. He's, he's healthy, and we have Carlton Davis. So we have solid guys on the outside. Hopefully they can make some plays. We need some turnovers in this game. We haven't had, a turn- we haven't had an interception since the Monday night game when Justin Evans intercepted Big Ben. Like, we need to force turnovers. And we haven't really turned got a turnover either. Our turnover came on special teams. We uh, we haven't forced a turnover in four or five games on defense, though. Yeah, and that's important because we're 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 losing the turnover battle bad right now for the season. So hopefully we can 13, 13 under, which is the worst in the NFL. Pathetic, pitiful. You can't win football games that way. Yeah, it's absolutely pathetic, and they know it. They know they have to go out there and and hunt for the ball. So I look for them on Sunday to go after the ball and hopefully force Cam to make some bad throws, which will cause for some interceptions, which normally does happen when he plays the Bucks. Exactly. He does. He will give the defense opportunity to make plays. So the defense just needs to be ready. Uh, Justin Evans, um, Jordan Whitehead, Carlton Davis, and Brent Grimes. Uh, I know Brent Grimes can make plays, and he's going to get his opportunity. I'm for sure he's going to get that opportunity to make interceptions. So it's going to be there. In recent memory, memory, Brent Grimes has had a pick six off of Cam Newton. So look look for that again this week. If we do get pressure on Cam, it will affect him. And he's known, just like Jameis, to throw into coverage, which uh, Mm -hmm. is bad. (laughs) Oh, it's real bad. It's real bad. So hopefully (laughs) they can bait him (laughs) and we can get those turnovers. Uh, Let's turn our attention to the number one total offense in the NFL amidst a quarterback controversy, which is probably the first and last time we'll probably ever see something like this, where you have the number one ranked offense and there's a controversy at the quarterback position, which is odd, but it is what it is. And we're just going to keep the ball rolling with this magic. And hopefully the magic continues uh, with this offense. Corey, hit us with the stats for our number one ranked offense well you touched on it it's the number one ranked offense i truly don't believe there's a quarterback controversy right now i think that 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, not Fitzmagic, but Fitzpatrick will be the guy going forward for a few games. So let's go ahead and look at his stats right now. Fitzpatrick on the gear has 1,550 yards in the air, 68% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions on the season. So look for him to have a solid game against the Panthers secondary. Peyton Barber on the year has 345 yards and one touchdown. Doesn't even seem like Peyton Barber has that many yards on the season, but he does because when he runs, he runs hard, so he gets the yards for himself. Mike Evans on the year now through seven games has 770 yards and four touchdowns. Mike Evans is looking to shatter yards records this season with those stats. Deshaun Jackson has 594 yards and four touchdowns on the season, including the 60-yard bomb that he caught from Jameis last Mm -hmm. week, which was his first touchdown since week two or three when Fitz was playing. O.J. Howard on the season has 419 yards and three touchdowns. The LeBron James of the NFL right there. We saw how strong he was against Cincinnati in the fourth quarter. That's what you said, Corey, the LeBron James of the NFL. He's hard He's hard to stop. The guy The guy is a, is a freak of nature, man. Like at, For that position with that blend of size and speed, it's very difficult. And every time he's on the field, it's an immediate mismatch. Um, even... Even now, I think he actually, I remember last year, there was a play where I thought O.J. Howard was going to break, and Luke Keekley made an amazing play to trip him up. And I think O.J. remembers that. So look for O.J. to to put the work on Luke Keekley because I don't think Luke, Luke Keekley is a phenomenal player. He's one of the best in the league. But at this point now, I'm thinking O.J. has finally surpass that and look for him to make a play over Luke Keekley this week. I will definitely look for O.J. Howard to make a play this week as he's in his second year in the NFL. And he he has definitely improved since last year. He knows the game more. And like you said, it's a mismatch anytime he's on the field against whether it's a D lineman, a linebacker, or a DB. He's he's a mismatch because he's a receiver and a tight end body. So look for a mismatch right there. And we have Chris Godwin with 340 yards and four touchdowns on the season. Um, We also have Adam Humphreys and Cameron Brait, who don't really see many touches when it comes to Fitzpatrick being the quarterback. They enjoy getting the ball from Jameis Winston, but we'll see if Fitzpatrick opens up his playbook a little bit more to get those two involved as well. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I would like to see them get involved, but I'm okay with the deep shots to Deshaun and <laughs> and Mike Evans. I, I'm totally okay with those, and if he's hitting. At that uh, six for seven clip with Deshaun, <laughs> so. But have you have you noticed where the throws to Deshaun go deep? They go to the middle. When the Bucks try and throw with Jameis deep to Deshaun, they go to the sideline. But you see what happened last week when he threw to Deshaun down the middle. It worked. You need to throw to Deshaun Jackson in the middle of the field, not deep on the sideline, because as you saw, you can overthrow him on the sideline. But in the middle, in the middle, both of our quarterbacks are are good with Deshaun Jackson deep. I think they. Have- those plays dialed up um I would have to look at, at the film work there but sometimes on those plays I don't think Jameis is reacting as quickly to to make those throws or maybe the pressure is getting there or something because what ended up happening on the Mike Evans play Derek Carter uh was talking about at the press conference that that uh Fitzpatrick had audible and changed the play at the line because of the way the defense came out he did 
Exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure James, because James is a bright mind when it comes to um, knowing the game. It's just being in the fire. They won't. They won't let him audible for some reason. They want him to go by the playbook, which is not Jameis's strength. His strength is audibling at the line and going hurry up. Jameis likes to do that because it makes him feel like the game is on the line, and that's when he thrives. But Jameis, of course, is not playing this game unless something happens to Fitzpatrick. So, of course, we're gonna focus on our boy Ryan Fitzpatrick to get the job done on Sunday. Yeah, we're uh, rallying Also, one more thing. Gotta- one more thing on the offense. Your favorite position, right guard. <laughs> there's there's talks right now of activating Alex Kappa on Sunday. So if he does get activated on Sunday, look for him to get some playing time at that position. And you know what? Why not? Because from what we've seen in the first half of this season, how can we be any worse? Like it's been it's been half a season and you're getting the same results. You get you get good plays. And it's not like we're we're you know we're bashing those guys Evan Smith and every single Caleb play Benadog. like every play they're terrible like they make good plays especially in the run game Caleb Benadog makes great blocks in in the run game well, at times well but that's questionable times, he's just getting destroyed and it's like one move and and his the play is over for him and that's what cannot happen can you at least hold your block for a few like a, a second or two more. So that That's what you get paid to do. You get paid to block, so you need to do it the whole play until the whistle blows. Exactly. All right, so we touched on our offense. Now let's go ahead and touch on their defense. You brought up um, this guy a little bit ago. Their defense is 11th total defense in the NFL. You brought up Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley on the season has 57 tackles and two sacks. Luke Keekley is looked at as the number one linebacker in the NFL, but he only has one more tackle than Levante David on the season. So we all know that Levante David gets overlooked because of our system. We're in a 4-3, not a 3-4, so he always gets overlooked. But he's pretty much the same type of player as Luke Keekley is. Uh, Shaq Thompson on the season has 48 tackles and two sacks. Mario Addison has 16 tackles and four and a half sacks. And Julius Peppers, the old man, has nine tackles and two sacks on the season. So they Boy, can, how is Julius Peppers still playing? Uh, I don't like, know. I remember growing up, he was on the Panthers, and I was young, so I have no idea how he's still playing at this, this level. Man, this man was Kenyatta Walker's nightmare. He's still in the league. Like what is happening? <laughs> I have no, I have no idea how he's uh, still wreaking havoc in the league. Pun intended, right there. Uh, so we're gonna have to look out for their pressure against our quarterback because they they have sacks on the season. So it's gonna be up to our offensive line to not let Fitzpatrick get hit back there within his three step drop. I completely agree with that. Um, so hopefully the pass protection is there, and against their defense, um, they're they're a solid defense. Eleven total. Uh, in the NFL, plus that this is a divisional game, so they know us and we know them. I think with the way our passing attack has fared this year against some of the top defense, I don't think it's going to be an issue for us to move the ball and to score some points uh, unless there's turnovers, which after last week's performance, even though it was with Jameis throwing those interceptions, I know Coach Carter had to be preaching protect the ball this week. So we can do that. I'm confident. 
I'm still I'm still a little shaky, a little shaky about it because as we know Ryan Fitzpatrick can go in there and light it up, but we also know that he can have a game like he's had before in his career where he throws six and seven interceptions. So we're we we do not know we don't know which Fitzpatrick we're gonna get every week. I just hope that he lights up their secondary this week. Yeah, you know, it's and it's 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 shaky and it's um to think about his past because in his past he's had high interceptions as well, just like Jameis had in that last game. But at this point, because we're still in it, we're we're three and four. We're still in the chase. We're only a game out of the wild card spot um here at the midseason little game past the midseason mark. So um we just gotta rally around Fitz and hopefully the team can can do it as well. Because if we can go into Carolina and win this game, now we're positioning ourselves back in not only in the wild card spot still, but in the division race still. So they just need to go up there and take care of business. And uh, we can do that. Hey, the season's not dead. So a lot of people are saying, oh, just play Jameis the rest of the year. Oh, let's just do this. The season is the season's over. I see it. I see it so much. People are like, the season's over. Let's ride with Fitz. No, the no, season is not over. Like you said, we're one game out of the wild card right now. We win this game. It's a divisional game. We'll be 2-1 and one in the division. Um, that holds big in the tiebreakers later in the season if we do get into a tiebreaker. So this game right now is pivotal for our team. Huge game. And it's the only game we're worried about. This game going 1-0 and against the Panthers. Yeah, Dirk Cutter even said it. He said this game is long-term. I don't know about long-term plans for the Bucks, but Sunday is long-term for me because I don't even know who our next opponent is. So that shows you that every Sunday is what they're focused on, and they're not focused on later in the season. Exactly. Uh, since we touched on both offenses and both defenses, let's let's hit on special teams a little bit. The difference between the kickers is one kicker is perfect, the other kicker is not perfect. Um, Grant Gano on the season is 11 for 11 on field goals, and Chandler Catanzaro on the season is 10 for 12 on field goals with a bunch of missed extra points. So that's the difference. Grant Gano has not missed this year. Chandler Catanzaro has missed. If the game comes down to special teams, I am not very confident that we'll get it done with Chandler Catanzaro. It all starts with the first extra point of the game, and that seems where he struggles every single game as he misses the first extra point coming out of the gate. Yeah, and he has to come out once once we score on the opening drive. I'm going going ahead and put that out there. We're going to score on our opening drive. I need him to make that first extra point. I need that to be his confidence booster. I need him to I need the team to rally around him. Whatever the team need to do. Y'all need to play some some mellow music. Like I said, do y'all need to play some Adele? Hello, it's me. Make the kick. Please, like whatever it whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes, get this man calm, cool, collected, so he can go out there and make his kicks. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely needs to go out there and make his kicks. Like you said, go ahead and play uh some Adele in his head, so he can he can get ready to go. Whatever it takes to get him focused to kick it right down the middle of the uprights. That's what we need to do. Uh, <laughs> I think that was pretty funny that you brought up that Adele song. Maybe maybe we can throw that in there one or two times in the podcast again. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> All right, since we're we're done and over with uh, Chandler Catanzaro and the special teams game, 
let's hop right into keys to the game. So I have two keys to the game. You touched on it a little bit before talking about their offense. My first key is to contain Cam Newton. He is a dual threat quarterback, so you're going to have to contain him both in the passing game and in the running game. He is their leading rusher right now, so we need to contain him in that game and in the throwing game. Uh, like I said earlier, if well, you rattle most, Cam, he's their most he dangerous will, rusher. Uh, Christian yeah. McCaffrey still has um, 100 yards more than him, so he... Christian's at yeah, but speaking at speaking speaking on touchdown wise, he's he's their leading rusher oh, because yeah, he's he's he, he's gonna score. He's ahead of him. He knows how to get it done down there when he has to run. So we gotta watch him both in the run and the pass. And in the passing game, we need to get pressure on him, rattle him, get in his head so he does force the ball into a window, which will cause a turnover, or just get pressure on him and strip sack him. So that's what we need to do. And my second key to the game is turnover battle i just touched on it let's rattle cam and hope fitzpatrick plays a great game no turnovers and we win the game yep if that's the case i see us having a great chance at winning the game and remember last week we saw via Vea drop into coverage oh i don't know what type of play call that is but uh his his speed does not help us there um, i I will be willing to bet oh, we see boy, that this week Oh, boy, that's not well. going to help us at all. Yeah, I'll be willing to bet we will see that this week as well. But I think, so too, like, I would rather see him rushing. But if they have him in on a passing down to be like a middle field spy just to disrupt, I don't think it's actually a that, bad That move. must be what it is because his strength is not pass rush. It's run running against the run. So um, I guess that's why they drop him into coverage, just to be a disruption disruption in the middle. But him to go into coverage against like a running back or a slot receiver, uh, th- that they're going to get him every single time. <laughs> but I, they, I think they're just having him in zone and to spy the quarterback too. So I, I don't think that's a bad move just to, to get in that line of sight. Like you're, just imagine you're a quarterback and you look down the field for a short pass and you see big-ass Via Vea. <laughs> staring you down waiting on your next move so uh for for him I think we'll definitely see that a couple times especially with Cam being a running quarterback for me and the keys to the game the first would be run fits uh we were awful in run fits Duffner even said it um in that first half of the Cincinnati game that the run fits were terrible and we're going to have to play smart football with the run fits and everyone's going to have to do their job to slow down the Carolina rushing attack. Because like I said earlier in the podcast, they are second in the league. And they have multiple weapons and, and different gadget plays they utilize to get their running game going. They're going to pitch it to McCaffrey. <laughs> They're going to run McCaffrey up the middle. They're going to throw a short pass to McCaffrey. They're going to run a gadget play with a wide receiver coming uh, in motion and going to get him the football. So there's going to be different ways that the, the Panthers will will uh, attack our defense to get those rushing numbers. And it doesn't help that Cam Newton is one of the best, uh, if not the best quarterback in the league at rushing the football. So that will be a, a huge key. The second key for this game will be the play action. So once Carolina established the run, the play action is, is vital to their offense. So our secondary, our safeties, we we'll have to make sure that they're not getting caught, sneaking up, creeping up on that line and get caught into that play action, get sucked in, because then it's going right over our head. 
And um, especially Jordan Whitehead, he's he, you can see how good he is coming up, sticking his nose, finding the football, and making a play. And I believe they're going to take advantage. Of, I actually know they're going to try to take advantage of that. So hopefully that he's been coached up this week not to bite on the play action because they're going to try him um, in the secondary. They're going to try him to bite on a fake play action run, and it's going right over the middle to his area. So hopefully he's been coached up to, to, to take care of that. Yeah, like you said, we got to look out for our rookie back there because he's still a rookie, even though he makes great plays at the line of scrimmage and in coverage sometimes, he's still a rookie. He may have a little bit of Chris Conti's tendency to bite on the play action, so we're going to have to look out for that. For sure. So who are your players to watch for this upcoming game? Well, my matchup to watch is Mike Evans against the Panthers secondary. The Panthers added Eric Reed to their secondary, so I'm going to have to take a look at that and see if they bring double coverage with the safety over the top to contain Mike Evans. But even with double coverage on Mike Evans, it still doesn't stop him. He's a man among or he's a beast among men, so that that doesn't stop him at all. And my matchup to watch on the Panther side of the ball is Christian McCaffrey against our linebackers. Our linebackers gave up a lot to Joe Mixon last week, and I do not want a repeat of that this week because Christian McCaffrey is the same type of player that Joe Mixon is. So he'll be doing the same exact things that Mixon did, going out in the slot, staying in the backfield, catching out of the backfield, running through the tackle. So just look for our linebackers to step up against Christian McCaffrey. And if Kendall Beckwith gets activated to our 53-man roster on Sunday, that'll be a huge addition to help them out. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm hoping um, he was he was able to practice this week, so hopefully he can get on the field, uh, get his feet wet. You wouldn't expect him to start the whole game and to play the entire game, but uh, for him to come in and make a couple splash plays, I'm totally down for that happening. Um, to counter your players to watch, um, my guy, my first guy is Eric Reed. Eric Reed, um, he was an addition to their secondary. I was actually hoping we signed him because we all know. Chris Conti's buns, um, but he went to the Carolina Panthers and he made a clutch interception for them. Uh, was it last week or the week before? So he's he's the guy to watch uh, Fitzpatrick. Well, it was it was last week, um, but it didn't. Or no, it was the week before against the Eagles. It didn't count though because the ball hit the ground. But it was still a nice play by him because he's he's looking to redeem himself and show the league and tell them I told you so I shouldn't have been sitting on the sideline for a year and a half so here I am now rubbing it in your face yeah for sure so we got to make sure of this Patrick is, is smart with the football and if they do double Mike Evans I mean from what we've seen like I'm just going off what have we done for <laughs> for us lately and deep to Deshaun so you want to double Mike Evans that's fine we'll just go deep to Deshaun oh you want to take that away too oh that's fine we'll just go to OJ Howard Oh, you want to take all of that away? That's okay, too. We'll just go to Chris Godwin. So um, look for our office to, to light him up. But he is he's a savvy vet, so he'll be able to read and dissect plays. And he'll, he'll, he'll make a player or two in this game for sure. The other player to watch um, also on the Carolina Panthers is, is Devin Fletcherness. We have a problem containing huge receivers. So Fletcherness will get his chance to, to make a play. Cam will throw it up especially against our smaller DBs. Um, so if he's lined up on Brent Grimes, Brent is is 
gifted athletically for his size, but sometimes you can't teach height. And <laughs> once it's thrown up, it may not go in Brent Grimes' favor. So hopefully we can uh, contain him. We'll have Carlton Davis probably line up against him most of the I afternoon. Think, I think Carlton Davis will be the one that will line up on him. As we saw, Davis contained Green last week. So Davis is, is morphing into our number one cornerback. So we're going to put him up on him more than likely. He really is right before our eyes. He's, 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 he's becoming something else. He's becoming a handful uh, for for receivers to deal with. So I like what I'm seeing from him. I'm, I'm loving how he's developing because the great thing is that you don't hear their name called. When you don't hear a DB name called that much, it's a good thing because they're not getting beat in coverage consistently. Uh, so he's, he's been performing well uh, as he was a second-round pick. And hopefully that continues on Sunday. He can slow down Funches or whoever he's lining up against and make a play. I would like to see him actually make a play, get an interception for us. He's been doing well in coverage. But let's see him make a play on the ball and get the ball back for our offense. I definitely I definitely love to see that. Like you said, he's he's been stepping up big for us. He's a long, he's a long, tall db so that that is something that you need on defense to match up with these tall wide receivers so his his wingspan even though we don't really talk about wingspan in football it's more of a basketball thing his wingspan is is huge in our coverage game and i think that going down down the line he he will be one of the top cornerbacks in the nfl Oh, for sure i i think he he's he's gonna make his mark as our number one uh cornerback moving forward after this season and for on that note, that'll wrap up the podcast. Uh, Sunday, I'll probably be watching the game on ice, running a half marathon, pending weather. I will take the L and not run if it's raining that morning uh, for this half marathon. So it should be fun, though. I'll be on ice watching it. Hopefully the pain that I have will not translate it to pain <laughs> watching the game like it was last weekend. But it should be a fun one. It's always good to to watch the divisional games and to see if uh you know this game counts twice. It's better better look out for me on TV. Oh, if I see you, I'm I, I would definitely post. I'm like, oh, it's Corey on TV. Oh. I'll be I'm row one I'm row one in the end zone, so I'll be right there up up front and center. So when we score touchdowns, hopefully a Bucks player comes up to me. Oh, for sure. Hey, take the picture too of which end zone you're in, so that way I'll know. Um. To, to look on TV to see where you're at. I'm definitely going to record the game as well. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely have pictures on there, so you'll see. Well, that'll wrap things up. We got we got a day until the game, so everybody make sure if you're going traveling to the game, safe travels, have fun, cheer on our team. If you're home, get on the grill, uh, get the food ready, order your wings, and let's enjoy the game. Let's cheer on our Buccaneers because we're still in this thing. The season is not over, and we have an opportunity to win another divisional game. So on that note, go Bucks! Uh, one more thing. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllThingsTBBucks. Follow the podcast page on Twitter at ATBPodcast underscore. Follow Corey on Twitter at CoreyJ863. Follow myself on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. And that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Go Bucks, baby. Hello, it's me. 
I was wondering if the Buccaneers can get victory. We were losing last week. <laughs> <laughs>